This is the evening edition of the Daily Podcast Practice Show for Monday, January 24th, 2022. I'm your host, Rich Grimshaw, putting the P in podcasting through the relentless daily practice on my road to podcasting glory. It's good to be here practicing my podcasting skills, and thank you for being here with me on my journey to complete 365 consecutive daily podcast episodes, a journey I began 338 days ago on February 20th of 2021. You can find all of the previous 337 episodes of these environmentally friendly, ethically sourced, and 100% sustainable podcast episodes at my website, dailypodcastpractice.com. This podcast is made possible by Wikipedia. No, they don't sponsor it. But, you know, without them, I couldn't do this gig because I go to them for every show that I do. I support Wikipedia with a modest annual financial contribution, and you should, too. According to the smart, knowledgeable, and educated folks over at nationaltoday.com, today's Macintosh Computer Day, always celebrated on January 24th because that's the day in 1984, when the very first Macintosh computer was introduced to the public. The most memorable part of that whole thing for me is the television commercial of its launching. It was aired during the Super Bowl, Super Bowl 18, uh, the third quarter. The commercial is black and white, except for the protagonist, who is in full color. It's a very George Orwellian-inspired piece of work. George Orwell, as you may recall, is the author of the book 1984, about this dystopian, big brother, thought-controlling society. I read that book in high school, and I'm still traumatized. Anyhow, the commercial is very, very neat, and I will have a link to it in the notes here. And so I bought that first Mac computer. Uh, That was my very first computer with its little tiny, I think, 9-inch black-and-white screen. Had a a 3.5-inch floppy drive. No memory. Had to buy a special Apple printer, too. Cost me a bunch of money. But I was hooked. I drank the Macintosh Kool-Aid. That's what I was going to have. That was my very first personal computer. I'd used some DOS machines before. Even had, like, a, a Trash 80 in the house for some reason working on it. But... I didn't own one and, you know, gave it back after I was done with it. So I bought the first Mac and I used it for a while and and goofed around with it a little bit. Didn't do much except write letters <laughs> and do some spreadsheets, I think. Yeah, in fact, when we when we were building this house, which was, uh, we bought the property in 84, had the house built then late 84 into 85, I had a spreadsheet that kept track of all the expenses so I could make sure I didn't run out of money. So that was fun. But then after that, I bought a better, bigger version of the Mac. I think it was a Mac Plus. Bought it used. There was a forum for buying used uh, computer equipment. Gosh, I can't remember what it was, but that's where I found it. Anyhow, I got the Mac Plus, and I messed around with that for a while. And at the same time, I was using a Unix workstation because I had one at the office. The company that I worked for, Intergraph, uh, had had Unix workstations that we as salespeople were selling to people. And I had one on my desk and I got to know a little bit about Unix. But then in uh, 94, 95, they gave us all Windows-based laptops because it was clear that Windows had won the war and Unix wasn't going anywhere. And when I got that computer, that's when I made the full-time switch to Windows. 
And today I have both Windows machines and and I have uh, Mac machines. I've got my wife's old MacBook Pro, which we bought in, I think, 2011, I think. It was getting slow and cranky, so last year we got her a new one and I took the old one. And I swapped out the old spinning disk drive for a new solid-state drive. And that, that really pepped it up. It does pretty good. I don't do anything heavy with it, of course, but, you know... I, I use it, and uh, it's a nice machine to have. And, of course, I've got an iPhone and an iPad, and I have an Android phone, a Galaxy Note 8. So I consider myself pretty much a computer multilinguist. I do. So, with that, happy Macintosh Computer Day, y'all. During the last 24 hours, the United States Geological Survey reported 13 earthquakes in the lower 48 states and Alaska. The largest was a magnitude 5.0 that was 68 kilometers south-southwest of Unalaska, Alaska, same area as yesterday. And of those total 13 earthquakes, only three were in the lower 48 states. There was one in Oklahoma, one in New Mexico, and one in California. The strongest earthquake in the world was a magnitude 5.34 kilometers, well, it doesn't really matter where it was because it's in, it's in Haiti. There's not, there aren't that many kilometers in Haiti, you know. And they can't catch a break, boy. They have earthquakes all the time. They're on a, uh, they're in a major active zone, and it just it kills them, literally kills them, and they have a hard time uh, recuperating this. All right, enough of earthquakes. Let's see what happened on this day. On this day in 1935, the first canned beer was sold by the Kruger Brewing Company. It was Kruger's Cream Ale. They were an American brewer in Newark, New Jersey. What a great place to be from. Now, this is just two years after Prohibition ended in the United States of America, y'all. And Kruger partnered with American Can Company, for whom, by the way, my father worked his entire professional career. Now, this was a big risk, selling beer in cans. No one had done it. No one knew how it was going to go over. So, American Can offered to install the equipment for free, and Kruger would only pay for it if the plan worked out, if people bought their beer. They did a test run of 2,000 cans filled with their low-alcohol product, the 3-2 product, 3.2% alcohol by volume product, and they labeled it Kruger's Special Beer. And they gave it to the brewery employees and friends of the brewery for a little, you know, market testing. (laughs) And they liked it. So they put their full-strength beer in cans. It was Kruger's Cream Ale and Kruger's Finest Beer. And by the way, I think it's Kruger's, not Kruger's, but I could be way off base on that. It's a German name. And they started selling this on January 24th of 1935, and it worked. And that was the beginning of canned beer. And from there, we've got Budweiser and Pabst Blue Ribbon and Schaefer's Beer and Iron City Beer, the pale stale ale brewed in the still of the night, and Coors Beer, all of them sold in cans. Of course, they changed from the tin cans to the aluminum cans at some point. In, in time. I don't know when that was. But we go back to today, 1935. That was beginning of beer in cans as we know it. I never knew that. See, this is the power of podcasting. You learn stuff. Maybe you know this. I didn't. 
On a downer note, also on this day in 1939, an earthquake occurred in Concepcion, Chile, and it killed 30,000 people. Just about every building and around 95% of the houses in that city were completely destroyed. Mm, earthquakes, man. Don't mess with Mother Nature. Born on this day in 1939 in Clarkdale, Georgia. Not Clarksdale, Georgia. That's a different place. Clarkdale, Georgia. American country pop and novelty singer-songwriter Harold Ray Ragsdale, known professionally as Ray Stevens. He did a bunch of crazy, stupid songs like Harry the Hairy Ape, Funny Man, Santa Claus is Watching You, Jeremiah Peabody's Polyunsaturated, Quick-Dissolving, Fast-Acting, Pleasant-Tasting Green and Purple Pills, and Ahab the Arab. Not really my taste, okay, but he made a living at it. He's not in Georgia anymore. He moved to Nashville a long time ago, and I think he's still there. But he's still alive, still alive and kicking. So happy birthday, Ray. Later on tonight, I'm going to drink to your health. And that is all for today. But I leave you with this quote from Steve Jobs. You go to your TV when you want to turn your brain off. You go to your computer when you want to turn your brain on. Those are not the same. Well said, Steve. I like that. I think it rings true. Okay, that's a wrap. Let's stick a fork in it because it's done. I'm Rich Grimshaw, and you are invited to join me again manana. Thanks for listening. 